it was Palm Sunday, but because of a sore throat, five-year-old Timmy stayed home with a babysitter. When the family returned home, they were carrying the palm branches that they'd gotten at church. Timmy inquired as to what they were for. People waved him at Jesus and held them over his head, replied his mom. Wouldn't you know it, complained Timmy, the one Sunday I don't go to church and Jesus shows up. Pastor always says, you miss church, you miss a lot. You wouldn't want to miss Jesus. If you read any one of the four gospel accounts of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the donkey or the colt, you get the impression that there were a lot of people then and there who didn't want to miss him. Oh, sure, there were probably those who didn't care or had more important things to do than wave palm branches in front of some guy on a donkey. But overall, Jesus' last and triumphant entry into Jerusalem was such a big scene. It's mentioned by all four of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If the whole city didn't participate in it, everyone at least had to have known about it. Today we might compare Palm Sunday to a celebration parade in a big city, like a victory parade at the conclusion of a war, or astronauts returning from the moon, or a sports team that won the championship. In Jesus' day, this kind of spectacle was usually military and very impressive. The conquering Roman general led the parade in a golden chariot pulled by the strongest horses in the army. He'd be dressed in a royal robe and would be followed by his officers and soldiers, all in polished armor, carrying banners and flags. At the very end of the, the tail end of the parade, though, would be the captives who'd been taken prisoners in whatever conquest or campaign, and they would be pulling wagons filled with the spoils of war. And for you kids, the spoils of war don't mean wagons full of rotten food. It means the opposite, wagons filled with captured gold, silver, coins, jewels, and all kinds of treasure. All this would happen as crowds in the streets shouted, Hail to the heroes! The message of the whole ceremony was very clear. The victor deserves all the glory for their successful military conquest. But the triumphal procession which took place on that Palm Sunday in Jerusalem looked different, to say the least. The man in the center of it was not, in, he was not a polished general, but an ordinary-looking man in everyday Judean dress. Far from riding on a chariot of gold, this ordinary-looking man sat on a donkey that wasn't even his. He didn't even pay the owner to rent it. There was no saddle either. He sat on someone's borrowed coat. Instead of celebrating a national victory, Jesus foretells of Jerusalem's impending destruction, which would happen 70 years later. Those who welcomed him into the city included the blind, the lame, and the little children. The crowd doesn't cry out, Hail to the chief! Instead, they cry, Save us! An ordinary-looking man on a donkey, slowly followed by a discouraged or a disorganized array of lowly common folk. Could there have been 
any more dramatic contrast with the more grandiose military processions of Rome? But then Jesus is a king unlike all the other kings of the world. He doesn't arrive with military power to back him up. He has no conquests to show off. There are no prisoners to, hum to humiliate or wagons filled with spoils of war. He arrives on a pathway to pain, sorrow, and sacrifice. He's there to accomplish what the people are actually crying out for. Save us. And he'll do just that. He comes to sacrifice his life in the city where ritual sacrifices are made in the Hebrew-Israelite tradition and faith. He's come at a festival time, the Passover, to offer up his life as the ultimate fulfillment of the Passover. He comes to save us from our ultimate enemies of sin, death, and hell. No church should be overlooking this day as just another Sunday or the Sunday before Easter. Because it's not just an event of the past repeated every year. It's a promise for the future. The procession with palms on that Sunday long ago will lead to another procession five days later. In that procession, Jesus won't be carried along on an animal. He'll be walking, stumbling more like, in agony, carrying the heavy wooden beam of his cross. He won't be going into the capital city of Israel. He'll be going out of it to a hill, a pile of refuse, actually, built up into a hill over the centuries. There will be Roman soldiers in this procession, but they won't be marching along in glorious victory. They'll be ex uh, escorting Jesus as his executioners. Along this path are many tears from the women, including his mother, and Mary from Magdala and her sister, as well as many more friends of the family who knew him. Instead of sounding the call, Hosanna, save us, the people who didn't know him cry, crucify him. It's quite a different procession on Friday compared to the previous one on Sunday. So let's remain a little while longer in this more festive procession on Palm Sunday, because later this week, that other procession I just mentioned will bring us sorrow. Jesus will not save himself, but will give himself up as a sacrifice to save others, to save you and me, to save the world. Today, our cry, Hosanna, is filled in Friday's cry, it is finished, or fulfilled, I should say. I said this day is about the future, didn't I? Well, at the end of your Bibles, the longest living and last surviving original apostle tells you and me about a day in which people from across the globe will honor the one who died for them with palm branches in their hands. In John's Revelation, chapter 7, he says, I looked and you look, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
It's because Jesus Christ went the way of the cross for us that we have been rescued from sin. It's because Jesus, our Lord, died the death we should get for our sin that we now live forever. We sing hosannas in our hymns and songs. We cry out to God, save us. And He does just that. All in view of God's mercy. Amen. Now, you know, for this Palm Sunday, I thought about printing Bible verses on the palms, but I reconsidered after realizing that the reading of palms is against Scripture. Okay. <laughs>